purge me from my sin, and I shall be pure. Wash me, and I shall be clean indeed. O God, create in me a clean heart, and renew a right spirit within me. In the name of the one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Well, today's gospel highlights two of the three stories that compose the 15th chapter of Luke, the chapter that is often known as the parables of the lost, in which all three stories told are about losing something and then the over-the-top joy that's experienced once what has been lost is found. So this morning's gospel highlights that of a lost sheep and a lost coin. The third parable, not read today, usually makes an appearance during Lent. It's the prodigal son parable. And after reading this entire chapter, most people will understand what the concept Jesus is trying to get at. When something that God loves is lost, when it is found, rejoicing ensues. So with Jesus, some of you might feel this way, sometimes it's not so clear-cut with his parables about what he is really getting at. Sometimes you might leave scratching your head thinking, what in the world did he mean by that? Well, today, it is unique in that Jesus's parables in this triad that he tells it is more than obvious and clear as to what his point is. So in today's gospel, we are introduced to two groups of people. The first, they are the tax collectors and the sinners. Truly the worst of the worst. And then we have the second group. They are the Pharisees and the scribes the religious leaders who from the only sentence said by them is this about Jesus. This fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. So it is clear from our parables this morning, Jesus, not only finds the lost, he looks for them, and once they are found, he celebrates that they have been welcomed home. And then he does this crazy thing in only the way Jesus can do. He takes it one step further. He chooses to spend time with them. Oh man, and then, he takes it over the top by actually eating with them. So if we were to all be honest with one another, we could all probably tell a story or share a time in our own lives where we have experienced what it has been like to lose something that meant a lot. And then perhaps you're lucky enough to experience the overwhelming joy 
one has when what has been lost is now found. Although I am also so deeply aware, oh, so deeply aware of the sorrow that comes when something lost is not found, we will save that for another day. But in today's teaching, let there be no question about this. God cares about all things that are lost. And God rejoices in the discovery and the redemption of lost coins, lost sheep, lost people, lost friendships, and even, dare I say, our own lost selves. It seems that God makes it a point to beckon that which is his back to him. That is what God does. He's in constant pursuit of his created ones, those who bear his image and his likeness. That is us, y'all. He is constantly pursuing you. Wherever we find ourselves, whether it's a good place or perhaps it's a more challenging place, even if you are in a desperate state and place, even if things seem and feel very, very lost, we aren't. But for me, this spring, I will share openly, um, I was in an emotional downward spiral. For many of you all who have walked with me through a difficult season of my life, you will know how true this is and has been of your priest. My marriage came to an end of nearly 20 years. The life that I thought I had just wasn't anymore. I was stuck. Oh my gosh, I was stuck. I was held captive by unforgiveness, by hurt, by anger. I was completely lost. I was lost not knowing how to really move forward. Everybody else seemed to be able to do that, but I was stuck. I wasn't able to get past my past. And all I can say was that I had lost myself completely. In a series of fortuitous events, though, I found myself in a place with a group of folks who helped me to find myself. God, in his grace, brought me out of the absolute pit I was in. I was lost in misery, sadness, and the color gray. Does anybody know what that color's like? Oh my gosh, it's the worst. I think it's worse than black. My world, it was hazy. It was muted. Yes, I did my best to find joy where I could, and many of you guys helped with that. And I had these moments of joy, thanks be to God, that kept me alive. But the loom and the feeling of being lost was so heavy, it never seemed to end. 
please tell me you guys know what that's like. If you do, raise your hand. Oh, in May, I spent a week in the mountains, and this is part of the fortuitous events that God brought to me. I was able to go to the mountains, and there I was able to commune with 20 other priests in a beautiful space in the middle of nature. And there I was invited to do something which I thought I had been doing all along, but I recognized I hadn't. I was invited to pay attention. I begged God in that space, in the mountains, to give me my freedom so that I could find myself again, so that, really, I could find him again. Well, on the second to the last day, I was on a walk by myself, literally begging God for freedom. Begging God to bring color back to my world. I was tired of living in this gray haze. God, please find me. Please, please bring me back. And while walking, I came to a trailhead that basically dead-ended. There was no place else to walk. It was completely silent until it wasn't. And he brought something to me. Out of the silence arose a sound. Peck, peck, peck. I was looking all around. Peck, peck, peck. And then, a continuous peck. Peck, 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 peck. I looked up, I looked all around, and I spotted it. I knew what it was. It was clear in my spirit what was happening to me. I smiled. I even laughed. Moments before, I'd been begging God, crying, God, please offer me my freedom. And then I heard a sound the sweetest sound I'd heard in a long time, a peck, and then a continual peck. God sent a woodpecker that literally pecked me out of the hole I was in. It was so clear in my spirit what was happening that this bird would be my rescuer. This is the way that God found me, and a woodpecker gave me my freedom. When this red-headed woodpecker finished pecking, I stood there for 30 minutes as he pecked me out of the hole, the pit that I was in. I knew at the end of his pecking I was free. Why? Because my spirit was free. I knew I no longer was lost. 
I was no longer held captive to all that I should be, I should have been, the life that I thought that I deserved, all of that I knew I was free of. And in that instant, upon being found, y'all, my world was colorful again. The sky was bluer. The green of the trees was the brightest I had ever seen, and my outlook was that of one who had been found. Recovered, rescued, brought home to herself by a woodpecker. The journey that I have been on the last three years, with the ending of my marriage and the dismantling of my family was one in which I died. Not literally, I'm standing before you. But in so many ways, I did, I died. It profoundly changed me. to offer is this in an instant I was brought back to life I was given another chance I was found in the mountains on a dead-end trail next to a lake named Otter by a red-headed woodpecker that is my story you can't make these things up <laughs> and what I know beyond a shadow of a doubt is this God in his grace and mercy he never stops looking searching or desiring to find the one who's been lost however lost you may be or feel he is there Because we are all the lost coin, the lost sheep, the lost son, whatever is lost, that is us. We are all, though, being pursued by a God who is committed to always looking for that which is his. He's in constant pursuit. His love is so vast, so deep, and so wide that in his goodness, he will never stop pursuing you. He will never stop pursuing me. No matter the hole or the pit we dig ourselves into or find ourselves in, he won't stop. And I do know this. There is nothing that we could ever do do or say to separate us from his love. It is no accident that Jesus tells this story of unending love, finding that which is lost to those who think themselves of being unworthy of this love, the sinners, and those who are so smug that they can't imagine a God who would leave the majority to pursue the one who was lost. That is purposeful. But that's the kind of God that we love and serve, always pursuing and always wanting us. 
So no matter where you find yourself today, and no matter where you find yourself in these small stories of the lost coin and the lost sheep, of being lost and finding, being found, as disciples of Jesus, we, y'all, are in the business of helping people find what is lost. We have to do it. Whether it be lost hope, lost faith, a lost sense of direction, a lost purpose, a lost friendship, a lost self, we have to help people be found. Because our God is a God of the lost. And he celebrates when the lost have been found. And as his followers, we follow Jesus not only to the cross, but to the thorny, rugged, and dangerous wilderness to find that one missing sheep. And we also overturn and we look under everything to find the one cent coin that meant so much. do. So I asked this morning, what in your life needs finding today? Is it love? Is it hope? Is it joy? Is it contentment? Is it a relationship? Is it you? Whatever comes to your mind immediately, Pay attention to it, as poet Mary Oliver says. Pay attention. Don't go another day or hour without starting to search. I can guarantee you, when it is found, as Jesus promises, there will be rejoicing in heaven. I will say again, pay attention, be astonished, and then go tell someone. Because when you do, you just never know. Perhaps a red-headed woodpecker might just come and find you and bring you home. He once was lost you're now found. Amen. In the name of the one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.